It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Good morning and welcome one and all to the Sonic Society. And the sound of the bell tells us that we're already short of time. So I just have enough time to introduce our two features, which will have their own full runs during our daily mutual shows. We begin with The Mask of Inanna, part one, followed by the first episode of Red Hawk Radio's Kiss of the Dragon's Curse. And they both begin right here on the Sonic Society. The Mask of Inanna. Can you imagine that? That prototype must have been a clunker. 
The cars in our showroom are fine. And me, I'm fine. Oh, thank heavens. Thank heavens! Abe's luck stays with him. A passing driver stops for aid and takes him straight to the hospital. The orderly tells him he's fortunate to get away with only a few sprains. Abe's wife, Sarah, arrives to pick him up. Oh, Abe, from what they said on the phone, I thought you'd be in such a state. Don't make a fuss over me. I'm fit as a fiddle. Let me see. I've been so worried. I could hardly drive straight myself. I'm going to be okay, dear. I'm going to last to a hundred. You'll stay off the bottle from now on. Darling, the bottle had nothing to do with this. If you say so. Come on, the car's out front. The two of them stop by the police station to file a report. You'll probably want to charge me with manslaughter, officer. I freely admit the car was out of my control. But it's got to be worth a few years off my sentence if I cooperate. I don't think so, Mr. Evans. We keep a police car at that turn to encourage motorists to slow down. But there's never anyone inside it. What? That's wonderful news. Did it hit anyone? No, Mr. Evans. The car got caught in the trees below and never made it to the residences. That's fantastic! That's fantastic! The next day, Abe does return to work a changed man. He goes straight to his boss's office. He's rarely had to use his silver tongue there, but today, he'll need it. Charlie, I don't know if you heard from the repair shop yet. Yes, I did. I'm sorry about the accident. Why don't you take today off? Steady your nerves. Look, have them check the Tercel Cooper tampering. The line was cut. It was filed down so it would snap when I hit the brakes hard. It wasn't my fault. I'm pressing charges as soon as we have the evidence. That won't be necessary. Why not? There won't be a police report. I've squared it away with the boys downtown. Papers will report it as a hit and run. Tomorrow, you'll be back on the show floor selling my cars. Really? You mean it? Yes. Oh, I'll be selling them, Charlie. You better believe it. The next couple that comes in with any trumped-up article, I'll tell them what really happens. Even a wet road and a side impact couldn't stop this car. Excellent. And I'll have the Tercel Coop back on the showroom floor by then. What? This isn't the first time they've had to repair it. But with you, hopefully it'll be the last. Ask yourself, how have your co-workers managed to sell my car so well with a fraction of your experience? Well, I... No, I'll, I'll just be going then. See you later, Abe. I'm not sure if I want to go to Margaret's today. Then again, I'll finally have her in my back pocket. <laughs> Maybe for a long time to come. Abe walks off to find his old car in his old parking spot. On the way to his girlfriend's apartment, he begins to calculate how much he can get for a trade-in on a new vehicle. Then again, his old car has come through for him when he's really needed it. He could buy a new one and keep the old one around for sentimental reasons. Back in the office, the boss Charlie sits and smiles at what he's done. He knows there is no better a salesman, no matter how slick he is, than one who truly believes in his product. All it takes is a personal demonstration and a snip to a brake line. So it ends, my friends, and the world grows a little darker. Who really cut the brakes in Abe's car? Wasn't it fortuitous that the empty police car was waiting in those bushes? Could it be, perhaps, that the report of his car's being unsafe was correct, and that Charlie gave Abe a rigged, safer car to encourage him to sell a bad product? I don't know about you, 
But after tonight's tale, I wouldn't be caught dead out. After Dark. After Dark, brought to you each week on this station by the makers of Winsley Wheat, features Leonard Allen, Isabel Huddleston, Matt Lerner, and Robert Stroud. After Dark is written by Matt Lerner and is produced and directed by Leonard Allen. Our special guest this week was Mr. Edward Winsley himself as the narrator. Tune in next week for another tale of mystery and fright right here on After Dark. And we're clear. (laughs) Well, that was exciting. Thank you all for indulging me. And you've got a voice that would out for a kitten. You come back any time, I mean it. (laughs) You want a job with me, too. I'm taken, but thanks. You're welcome. And don't worry. You keep with these scripts, Winsley Wheat is going to love After Dark forever. Keep up the good work, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Hey, Art. Love the Foley. Whatever you put that ice in, save me some of it. Len, I had another call from Price. He loved last week's show. Great job, Len. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, uh, you're all a bunch of pussycats, you know that? Here, here. What would you say about me if I didn't have your checks? Ah! Save it for next week. I got them right here. All right. Who wants to go get sloppy at Johnny's? Let me see that. Len, you rounded down again, I see. That was Bob, not me. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you got anything this week. Let me see yours. Sure, you want the bill for the studio equipment, too? Yeah, you can give it to me. <laughs> Everybody, settle down. Rehearsal's Tuesday. Be on time. If I was on time, you wouldn't appreciate me so much. <laughs> we might appreciate you a little more. Uh, anyway, Matt. Where's Matt? Just left. Beating us to Johnny's. Remind him that I need those scripts tomorrow. You bet. I'm serious. I know. All right, get out of here. Good night. Night, Len. My kid sends her love. Hey, bring her by sometime. Hey, Len. Yeah, Bob? Can we talk for a bit? Sure. What can I do you for? Are you going to Johnny's later? It might be. We might as well get started now. Got a bottle right here. Oh, what's the occasion? We haven't had a chance to talk in a while. Hmm. This is the finest bourbon I could find. It's my favorite. And yours. Is there a toast to go with it? All right. To the stations that run your show. Your gorgeous Gwen, who keeps you steady... To our fine town who knows the color of our skibbies, and to Isabel, Matt, and the rest who have kept our noses to the grindstone. <sighs> it's a good grindstone, though. See, we picked up two more stations this week, and we're seven away from a hundred episodes. That's a good man, isn't he? <laughs> he sure is. He's a lush, but he can read him as well as he can write him. I mean, he's holding us back. You and me. Are we talking about the same Matt here? He brings the scripts. He brings his voice. He doesn't run squat. We do. What if NBC came in today, right now, and made you an offer on the show? I'd tell them where they could go unless they took all of us. Matt, too. Every channel, they've got a mystery or a horror show, but none of them has Matt. Or Isabel. Or me or you. Come on. I'm a hack. I'm as bad as Peter Laurie. Matt should be doing my part. Matt can do your voice when you're gone. Besides, look at that. That's how much we have left in the reserve. Thanks to you. You're a sweet talker. You get another drink. But you get my point. You and I could be doing a lot better. If you suddenly have a problem with Matt, you tell me. I'll make it right. That's why you hired me, isn't it? 
leaving the company. I'm going west. Then how am I going to get the books done? I have the number of an excellent accountant. I don't want an excellent accountant near this money. I want you. Say la vie. No, this is your money. It's always had your fingerprints on it. Right. Because we've been doing this for the money. I know you're paying the electrician to keep the equipment running here. If you go, what am I supposed to do? Slip him a ten out of the blue like it just occurred to me? Have another drink. Damn it, man! Why have you been stringing me on as long as you have? I can't keep on doing this in this little Pennsylvanian hicks town forever. Oh, you're just doing this to break my heart. Then look, a five-dollar bottle of bourbon. Earned you the generous soul. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? You need to punch something? How about here on my big fat jaw? Go right on ahead. Bob, I'm getting drunk. I need to be sober to hit you proper. Ah, uh, there we go. See? All is forgiven over spirits. I know when I'm beat. Why tonight? Why me? Why not in front of everyone? They'd kill me. They'd string me up six ways to Sunday. Please. What'd you ever do to them? Well, you finished most of the bottles, so I guess I can tell you. Yes, please tell me why you're running off and leaving me with twice the work. I bet it's for a woman. I'm gonna go join up with the shepherd. When did you find religion? Or did you try out some religion and it won't go all the way with you? Something like that. Well, what's her name? There isn't a her. There isn't a him. There's big plans. And I'm going to try and be a part of them while you're stuck here in the thrall of the Wild Maiden. Getting played by Matt, Isabel, and everyone. You can't see beyond the end of your own nose. I'm going to tell Gwen you called her that. She isn't the Wild Maiden. You're in the center of it all, and you never even guessed? What? They need your show. Nobody needs our show. Now you don't need it. I don't know what you need. I need to make it big. I've got a chance, and who knows when I'll get one again. What am I going to tell the others? Tell them that I'm going to join the Shepherd. They'll have figured it out already. Besides that? Tell them that I'm a no-good son of a gun and that their kids will have to stand on their own two feet. You can't wait one more week. I won't say anything. You know I can't. Fine. You better write me. You know I will. You're not making sense at all. We've been doing this show since 52. Are you going to be here when I sober up so I can give you that smack? Give my love to Gwen, won't you? No, you tell her yourself. When you come back. Yeah, you should get going. They'll be waiting for you at Johnny's. I'll clean up. You go. Wait. Give me a check. Here, that ought to hold you. See you. Uh, check the presto on your way out. Make sure Art actually turned the thing off this time. Not my job anymore, Len. You take care of yourself and all your wild maiden buddies. You too. I don't know how I'll do this show without you. You won't. From Hollywood, USA, Old Maggie Mophead presents Master Stroud's Grimoire of Horror. All 
the tales you fear the most. Hungry goblins, scary ghosts, broadcasting from coast to coast. Len, the scripts! I checked everywhere. They're all gone, Len! We take you now, live, to my mansion, where the most fiendish villains roam the dusty halls. That son of a weasel! He stole them! Tonight, we continue a tale most foul. It's called, And by the Brake Light's Red Glare. We've still got the recordings. We can get them back on the air. How? Have you read these letters? All these new stations picking up Bob's show? There's too much money behind him. Give it some time. Have a little patience. We can find new stations. A new sponsor. No. That's it. I can't do this. Please. I'm sure Matt has copies of the scripts. You don't understand. You see this stack of letters? They're from the stations who won't renew our contract. They want to play his show. We're off the air. When we last left him, car salesman Gabe Evans had been in a tersal loan from his job to learn its hand. Good morning. It's Monday, July 7th, 2008. A reminder to all residents that the Foxwoods trip has only two spots left. Please sign up as soon as possible. Enjoy your breakfast. He was on his way home to his wife after spending the... Mr. Allen, you're up. Where did I fall this time? The bathroom floor. They put in a rubber mat for you. Let me check your pulse. Can you turn that off? Are you sure? A lot of folks are asking for it. One of the staff found the MP3s on an archive on this weird religious site. I appreciate... I appreciate the trouble the staff has gone through, but please, I don't like this show. It hurts. Please. All right. I'm getting it now. Better? When are they playing Fibber McGee? Four o'clock, like every day. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to ask you something, if I may. Please pull your shirt down. Now breathe in. (sighs) And out. (sighs) What's on your mind? I would like very much to... Eat something that's not slapped together in the facility's kitchen. Mints. Real mints. A good toffee, not that Werther's crap. Mr. Allen, I just can't. Look, I'm not supposed to have anything I know. The, the state took everything I have. They sold it to pay for my care, but please... Mr. Allen, let go of my hand. I have a little cash. I've hid it away. It's enough for a few bags of chips or, or a Cadbury bar. And some more for you. I don't think I should be getting you anything. The last nurse on the day shift, she helped me. She went to that gas station across the street on her break. She got me things. They never found out. I'll have to ask your doctor. Can't say anything. If he found out, she'd be in trouble too. My last nurse. Please don't say anything. Okay, I won't. Thank you. You're a good woman. Just think about it. You can go home and eat whatever you want. You can breathe the air outside all evening. Smell this. Bleach everywhere. You'd prefer another cleanser? No. Forget it. Uh, Pardon me. This is Mr. Allen's room, right? Uh, Mr. Allen? Can I help you? Uh, Sorry. I'm David Lewis. I'm here to see him. Am I interrupting something? I don't know any Lewis. Sir, you'll have to check in at the front desk. I did. Uh, that's exactly what I did. And and now I'm here. But I don't have to be if Mr. Allen is too tired. Mr. Allen doesn't have two cents to rub, Mr. Lewis. No 401ks, no trusts. 
You can't get blood from a turnip and you can't get any money out of me. Uh, Ma'am, I'm from the Harper Foundation. I spoke to the head of these facilities and she's given me permission to see Mr. Allen. Why wasn't I told about this? I don't know. That's an excellent question. How much do they tell you about facility politics here, ma'am? Hmm. All right. Visiting hours end at five. I shouldn't need more than a few minutes. Mr. Allen? Miss, I want this man out of my room. Press the button if you need me. I need you now, miss. Miss! Get him out of here! What do you want? Good afternoon, Mr. Allen. David Lewis. I'm from the Harper Foundation. You said that. Uh, we are a small nonprofit. Uh, we arrange alternative living conditions for the elderly. This is my card. Uh, where's that button? Darn thing's broken. Uh, let me give you another card. A woman named Gwen referred us to you. Gwen? She really spoke to you about me? She's not mad after I lost all her money in that store. She said to tell you that Florida's marvelous for her. I'll be. Sweet old Gwen. How'd she know I was here? The state auction. You had her listed as a beneficiary on some of your stocks. Right. I hope she's well. Mr. Allen, my foundation works to help people find dignity in their later years. We staff positions that can be filled by elderly people such as yourself... We also provide housing if it's needed. We take care of payroll, medical, all of it. We would... I would be very grateful if you would staff our newest opening. You're offering me a job. It wouldn't take more than a few hours of your day. I don't know if you've had a good look at me, but... You have to be the dumbest flimflammer to come through that door. If you go in that bathroom, you'll see a rubber mat all over the floor. You know why it's there? Because I was reaching for a towel and my knees went down. I hit the floor and gave myself a damn concussion. I don't think you want me within a hundred miles of wherever you have in mind. I've placed people with all sorts of conditions. If you end up needing a mobile chair, I can supply one. My group has some fabulous backers. And frankly, sir, I'm coming to you because you've been a great influence on my life. What do you remember me from? Uh, the uh, After Dark series. After dark? That? I consulted for MGM longer than I did that show. Now, if you've heard my work with Mr. Wells before that, I might listen. I've heard everything you've recorded. Loved it all. I have a position that's just opened in my own hometown. You have lots of fans there. Terrific. You'd always have someone to check on you. Uh, every artist's dream. We want you to maintain a lighthouse. As in... Keep the light running? <laughs> no. No, it's decommissioned, but it gets a few visitors now and then, and the state keeps it as a historical site. Have a look at these pictures. Hmm. It is pretty. We need someone to pick trash, do repair work, and give tours. You'd have your own private quarters, of course. And you want an old guy with nothing better to do? No, Mr. Allen. We want you. I'll think about it. That's my card. That's my cell number. And that's my phone. I'll let you know. It's been a pleasure. Please, call me. Do you have Gwen's number? Not on me. I'm terribly sorry. I can call her and ask her if she wants it released. No, it's fine. Tell her I'll... 
Tell her I wish her well. I'll let her know. Good. Hey, uh, David. Yes? You know, they've started playing Stroud's gangrene of horror over the radio here. They have? Well, that's horrible. I'll tell them to knock it off. Good. My town dislikes them as much as you do. Probably more. Sounds like my kind of place. I'll think about it. Ow! Are you all right? Ugh! Spasm in my arm! Easy. Uh, I'll call the nurse. All right. Wait, wait, wait. It's... it's going away. It feels good now. Don't bother the staff. Cure's worse than the disease around here. You're sure? Yes. Get out. I'll call you. I hope we can arrange something. It would mean the world to us. Potato chip? I couldn't. Not after that lunch. Don't mind if I partake, then? I need the salt. Really, thank you for accepting. You won't regret it. Oh, pish. I was sick of staring at those walls. There's something about you that's familiar. What is? I don't know. Forget it. I talked with the nurses the day I met you. They didn't believe you were in After Dark. I had to go online to show them. Oh, no. No. That was a long time ago. Do you listen to public radio? Yeah, when I can. They have that interview show, uh, Fresh Air, I think. Yeah, that's an institution. Terry Gross, she runs it. And this one show she has on this young actor by the name of Will Smith. Funny guy. I like his Men in Black movies. Those are good. They are. And at the time, he was starring in a movie about Muhammad Ali. You know Ali. That man took the world. This was a role that actors would kill for. The man was good. Smith was Ali. But do you know what Terry was asking him about? I can't say I heard it. She was asking about some rap album he made when he was a punk teenager. Parents don't understand, something like that. On and on. Questions like, what did you mean by this? And there he is. The man played Muhammad Ali. And she's asking him why he did a rap album when he was a kid. So, that's how I feel when you ask me about After Dark. I was on the set of The Towering Inferno. I gave lines to Clint Eastwood once. And then it all dried up. The gigs stopped calling. I moved out here to save money. I helped a friend start a general store for a while. You want vicious, you talk to some of those snack vendors. And then that ate up everything Gwen and I had. How do you lose money on a general store? Be careful who you go into business with. Gwen left me over that. I'm very sorry to hear it. I still feel like I have things to do. It's like when you're lying in bed and you can't sleep, you want to walk, so you do. I'm walking. Actually, look out your window over the water. Where? That little thing? We're still a ways. It's actually a few miles across. How bad's the wind? Not bad. The island grew over some good pieces of basalt. It's high and it doesn't flood often. How about deer? There's a few. They let in the hunters every year. Chessie can tell you all about that. 
Who's Jessie? A park ranger from the state. She'll check in on you. You'll like her. Do we need a ferry or a plane to get out there? I I don't see a bridge. Uh, no, we'll drive. Huh. What do you do again? Oh, um... I'm a bookseller. I specialize in camp culture. Uh, collections, mostly. Camp? Uh, joke books. Mad magazines. Choose your own adventures. Tijuana Bibles, if I'm lucky. Every bookseller has a niche, and that's mine. I sell mostly to coffee houses and internet cafes. They pay well? Full-time money for part-time work. My wife and I are doing very well. Hmm. Uh, now that we're pals and all, I've been trying not to stare at this yellow ribbon in your window. I know. Do you have someone in the service? My daughter. Nicolette. I don't see her much. I'm sorry. Nothing to apologize for. We don't see eye to eye. Her unit's in a compound near Baghdad. Oh. Her tour's been extended. She'll probably miss the holidays with us again. She may be home in February. Her mother's better at keeping track of her. God bless her. I'm praying for her every day. She enlisted with her friends before they began deploying the troops. But that's what she wanted. You know, you love your kids, and... You just love them, no matter what. I've had enough good, close friends in the service that every war is here in my heart. Iraq, though, it, it's all ghosts to me. I'm there, but I don't know anyone. I'd do anything to have her transferred. I'd do anything to protect her. It's all right. I never had kids. A few dogs, but they're gone now. You want me to put the radio on? <laughs> don't touch that thing. Bob's voice might come out of it. Yeah, we're almost there, anyhow. That's our turn coming up. We're going into that tunnel? We are. Do they always keep the lights off in here? I can't see past your beams. The town council likes to save money until there's a state inspection. So, how'd you get a tunnel? There was a naval base on the island during the Second World War. Long gone, of course, but we inherited the tunnel. Lovely. Uh, one other thing. The lighthouse isn't winterized yet. I know it's July, but I'm sending some contractors over to fix up the place. Fair enough. Yeah, wait a moment. Is something wrong? Why are we slowing down? Shh. Yeah. I, I need to concentrate. We're fine. What was that? Uh, there's a speed bump that's hard to see without the light. We're over it now. Are they trying to kill someone? <laughs> Just scare visitors. Now, my dashboard says it's 85 degrees outside. The Weather Channel said it'll be sunny for the next few days. Welcome to Sea Robin Island. Sea Robin? I should take you fishing sometime. Nasty little nippers. All over the place. They're fish. With claws. This is the place. Welcome home. Oh, all the way up that hill? The lighthouse is original. Built in 1853. But the house under it burned down three times. The house as it stands is from 1933. And the insides haven't changed much since then. She's a beauty. I have your bags. And this way. 
Do I need a gate? It keeps most of the drunks out. Most? The only thing sure to keep out a drunk is his own home. If you want security, look down the coast. Razor wire and ten-foot fences. For that cell phone tower? The state needs money wherever they can get it. How much would I have to give them to take it down? Don't worry. We've reconfigured it to work for good instead of evil. Uh, grass could use a trim. On the back of the house, the gray-stained planks, that's the tool shed. It has a mower, bags, clippers. You feel up for it? No, I, I think I am. Good. You're walking well. That storm door under the landing there leads to the oil room. The lighthouse's entrance is around the front here, facing the ocean. Oh, my. Quite a sight, isn't it? That's the Atlantic. On the far side, that's the curvature of the Earth. You'll see oil tankers and fishing boats, mostly. I don't see a beach. It just goes down, and... I wouldn't want to drop anything valuable on those rocks. Yeah, the beaches and the harbor are on the other side. Otherwise, it's basalt cliffs for the rest of the coast. A one-way trip into the water. Here are the lighthouse keys. Thank you, sir. Coming? Give me a minute. I never thought I'd live near the sea like this. This is living well. Is there a camera shop in town? I could get you an iPhone. <laughs> no, just get me a disposable camera. I want to send pictures to everyone I know. You can give some to Gwen, can't you? Not Matt or Isabel, God rest their souls. I should send some to Stroud, too. Hey, you know where Stroud lives now? Yes. I never sent him anything, though. Hollywood tried to kill him off and couldn't. <laughs> Let's see if a few pictures will do it. The kitchen's on your right. That door's the closet, and that one's the cellar. Now, that's a stove. Holy moly, they don't make them out of wrought iron like this anymore. It's gas-powered, while the heat is oil, so it's not terribly efficient. There's soup in the larder and eggs and juice in the fridge. The town market delivers. There are the numbers. The phone is... working. Thank goodness. So, my room's on the second floor? Yep, and the top floor is the light, but it's a mess with birds up there. I'll bring your bags up. No, put them down. Put them down. I'm living here. I want to unpack myself. I could have one of the village ladies bring them up if you'd rather. David, you are a card. I'm very glad that I'm working for you and not vice versa. I was at the state auction where they sold off your belongings. I left you a surprise upstairs. You didn't. I bought part of your music collection. I couldn't get it all, I'm afraid. No, that's wonderful. Thank you. You give me a bill for that. I couldn't. Please. Just settle in. We'll talk repayment later. I'm sure we can reach an agreement, and we won't need to bring cash into it. Oh, no, I thought I'd close that door. Uh, those two little guys think they own the place. They're sweet. Whose are they? Hey, shoo! Shoo! <sighs> they're strays, but they're inseparable. No one's managed to catch them. You won't have to feed them. They're fine. Look at the coat on the Siamese. And the tabby, he's obviously well-fed. As long as they don't sleep on me. Ow! My arms spasmed again. Never mind. 
It's gone away. Uh, if you're ready to settle in, I have some business at home. I'll give you a ring later. Uh, then, uh, greetings and salutations. Welcome to the community. I guarantee this will be the easiest and most relaxing job you've ever had. Take care. Move it, cat. Think I'll take a peek upstairs. Once upon a time in a land so very far away, there lived dragons. At this point, I'm supposed to mention the valiant knights that defeat them or the beautiful princesses that were captured by the ferocious monsters. But if I did that, I wouldn't be a dragon, now would I? Ah, I see I've caught your attention. I'm here to tell you you've got the story all wrong. Once upon a time in a faraway land, there lived dragons. There's just something about flying through the air, the wind passing over your wings, ruffling your scales. Woohoo! Your idiot brother almost crashing into you. So peaceful up in the sky. Come on, Clarice. Why are you so slow? You're like a fat flying turtle. Gee, thanks, Enin. I can always count on you to lift me up. Anytime. <laughs> Last one there has to clean between the elder's toes. Oh, no, you don't. Not again. It was a simple life, but it was ours, and I don't think I truly appreciated it. Not until it was almost gone. So guess who's on cleanup duty? No way! That was a tie. In and inside now. What? Why? Listen to me. But Mother Elder... You two, Claris, we're having a council meeting, and you're much too young to come. But we just had one 100 seasons ago. No time for idle chit-chat inside. Why are we always left out? Whatever that meeting is about affects us, too. We don't even have 400 seasons between us. We're too young. And anyway, if you went, you might actually have to do work. I resent that implication. Hey! Don't blame me, you little goose. I know how we can listen and not do any work. You really scorched my scales. That'll take forever to buff out. Clarice, are you listening? Yeah, goose? We can spy... On the meeting. Mother Elder will flame us alive if we do. You know, you've been working on that invisibility potion. She'll never notice. There's so many dragons at the meeting, she won't even smell us. The ingredients for the potion are in my roost, Enin. She'd see me grabbing it. Well, not exactly. I might have grabbed them. Already. For no specific reason. Enin! Come on! Come on, beneath your high and mighty act, you know you want to know as much as I do. Ow! Ennen, be careful! I'm sorry, it's hard not to run into your big behind when I can't see it. Order, order, order. Now I have gathered you here today to talk about an issue that has been brought to my attention. 
Is it true? Are the Knights coming? An issue that could rock the foundation of our whole society. The Knights, right? They're coming to kill us. But as long as we band together... Against the Knights? Yes, the Knights are coming to kill us all. Is that what you'd like to hear, Damiel? No, I wanted you to say that we're all going to be fine. What kind of leader are you? Careful with your tone, Brother Damiel. You have reached your majority, and as such, may join these meetings. But respect is still due to your elders. I don't know what's scarier. The Knights? Or the fact that Damiel has a say in how to deal with them? Yeah, that's way more scary, actually, now that you put it like that. The Knights have made advances on the community across the river from us. They have killed Elder Reeswin while he slumbered, and he took his head as a trophy. Then they entered the nursery and burned all of the eggs. The community managed to chase them out, but they'll be back. I have considered two courses of action. The first choice we have is to join with the river community and aid them in their defense against the Knights. Alternatively, we can retreat to another land and restart our lives there, far from the reach of the Knights. I will listen to opinions now. The Knights are ruthless. They have no scruples. We don't stand a chance against them if we stay. I agree. The river community kept a constant guard, yet they still lost everything. It would be hubris to think the same wouldn't happen to us. But what about the eggs? If we leave, how will we transport them? It's hatching season. Transport seems too risky. Just like the dragoness, worrying about the eggs. Leave them. It's not like you can't have more. Excuse me? Did I stutter? I'm not leaving my children. You're as callous as the knights. He's not callous. He's saving your tail. Why, you little... I, I assure all of you that if we do leave, the eggs will not be left behind. I have devised a system to safely move them. I feel sorry for the river community. I do. But is it our job to save them? Why do we have to risk our eggs, our lives, for dragons we hardly know? It isn't. And if they survive, they can expand onto this land. Everybody wins. I'm in favor of whatever keeps the young ones the safest. If that means we need to leave our home, then so be it. Do I hear any dissenting opinions? Won't anyone speak in favor of protecting them? If there are no dissenting opinions, then I will move for a vote. Very well, then. All those in favor, proclaim. The vote has passed. We begin preparations to leave immediately. I will assign a team of scouts to look for appropriate nesting spots in the morning. No! How could you? Clarice, I specifically told you that you were not to attend this meeting. And is that an invisibility spell you used? You're cowards. Every single one of you. Running from danger, leaving our friends defenseless, and for what? More seasons? Knowing you abandoned them? Clarice, what are you doing? I hope you can live with yourselves after this. Clarice! No. Actually, I take that back. I hope your flames burn your throat. I hope your scales dig into your spine. I hope your every movement reminds you of what you chose. That is enough, Clarice. I am ashamed of you. The feeling's mutual. Come on, Ennin. Let's go. You shouldn't have done that. Someone had to. But it didn't do anything. Nothing changed. You disrespected Mother Elder. And you'll be grounded for life. Like they can really keep me from flying. I'm almost at my majority. You were the one who wanted to come. And watch! 
not make proclamations about how much I hated everyone. You know what? You're right. I was hasty. You think? But not wrong. I have an idea. What kind of idea? I'll tell you when we get to my roost. But I need you to get Trisla for me. We'll need her. On my way! Trisla, you came! And Damiel, too. Anin, can I talk with you really quick? I'll be with you two in just a moment. I know, I know. If you know, why did you bring Damiel? He could ruin everything. He was with Trisla. You know how they are. Yeah, I do. Are they mates? I can never figure that out for sure. You're asking me? I have no clue. I can't even tell when dragonesses are interested in me, let alone knowing if others are mates. <laughs> You're a bit young for that anyway, flyboy. Okay, well, either way, he's here, so we'll go with it. Hey, sorry about that. I had to have a quick brainstorm with Enin. It's no problem at all. Enin mentioned you need help with something. I'm so happy you'd ask me. We heard a rumor that you've been to the human lands and that you know all about them. That is a terrible accusation. I hope you have proof. No, Damiel, it's okay. Stand up for yourself. I can't because it's true. I've been studying them. I thought maybe if I understood them, I could help get them to know us, and all the fighting could stop. How could you? Sometimes when you need a change, you have to do the unthinkable. I won't apologize for doing what's right. And did you find anything that could help them get to know us? Some common ground? No. I thought if I looked hard enough, I could find something. But there's nothing to redeem them. The knights are brutal, and the other humans are too afraid of them to rise up. Then we have a job for you, if you choose to accept it. But before we tell you what it is, you have to promise never to speak of it to anyone outside this roost, no matter what you hear. Do you promise? Of course. I would never betray your confidence. I'm always at your right flank. Damiel? How can you ask me to swear when I don't know what you'll say? You are free to leave if you'd like. No one is asking you to stay. We didn't even ask you to come. Well, I can't leave Trisla. Why? Are you two... A really good team? Yeah, we are. Come on! Are you in or not? I want to know Clarissa's plan. Fine. I'm in. But I'd like to say, as a mature voting member of our community, I think that this whole situation reeks of childishness. Mmm, sure, whatever. Claris? We're going to travel to the land of the Knights and attack them in their homes before they can attack the river community again. And we need you, Trisla, to get us there. Oh, well, I don't know that this is a good idea. They live in fortified stone palaces. Our fire has no effect on stones, so we'd have to go in at night and hope the archers don't see us. That's not a problem. Clarice has an invisibility potion, and it works great when she doesn't ruin the effect by yelling. Okay, yes, not my finest moment, I'll admit. But see, we already have the beginning of a plan. This is crazy. We could die. They'll take our skulls and mount them to the wall. And if we don't, then the entire river community dies. We have to do this. Triss, if I lost you... We're in. Both of us. No, no, no. I, I can't do it. I'm sorry, Trisla. I, I guess I'm just a coward. Oh. 
Okay. Well, we can do it without him. I have to go talk to him. I'm so sorry. I'll be back, I promise. This is going great. There's something about the sanctity of sleep. It's a shelter from the real world. A place to work out your most mundane problems and your wildest fantasies. So, when your sleep is interrupted by tragedy, your feeling of safety is lost. And it never fully returns. Clarice, what's happening? I don't know. I was asleep. They're gone! Everybody's gone! Suna? Is that you? What do you mean, gone? The knights killed us. They killed us all. All of you? That is impossible. Where is your elder? I need to speak to your elder. I think she's coming, uh, along with everyone else. You aren't exactly quiet. Hanin! What? It's true. What is all this commotion? You'll wake up the whole nursery at this rate. Mother Elder, this is Suna from the River Community. Ah, Yes, I remember you from one of my visits. What is wrong, my child? The knights came. They... they... I can't... I I can't... I can't... I can't... I can't... It's okay, Suna. Breathe slowly. Take your time. They're all gone, okay? Everyone was killed. There's no one left. I'm only here because I flew away. Like a coward. Are you sure? You couldn't have seen everyone, could you? I'm sure. I saw them all die. Every last one of them. I watched as they took their last breaths. There's nothing that can be done tonight. Trisla, can you take Suna to your roost? Of course, Mother Elder. Come with me, Suna. It isn't far. Everyone else, go back to your roost and rest. We prepare to leave tomorrow. They're all gone. All of them. I can't believe it. I never thought it would happen so fast. I thought we'd have time to protect them. Maybe we should just leave. There's nothing left to protect. How can we let this stand? The knights are trying to exterminate us and we're just going to flee? They killed 300 dragons. 300! But attacking the knights won't bring them back. They've already gone on to the internal hunting grounds. What's the point in joining them? You could live with yourself, knowing they were slaughtered without mercy and we did nothing? No. What? I couldn't live with it. And I know Trisla can't live with it. I won't make her go alone to the land of the knights. What are you saying, Damiel? I'm saying I'm in. Let's attack the knights and take from them what they took from us. The river community has to be avenged. But aren't you afraid? Yes. I'd love to fly off with the others and live a safe little life. I have to protect those who need it. I didn't do that. I voted against it. And now, now I have to atone. How do you do it? Push past the fear. I think it's part of growing up. Doing what you're afraid to because you know it's what's right. I don't want to be a coward anymore. Well, if you're going, then I can do it too. For the river community. For For the the river river community. community. It all seemed so clear to me, the path so straight. 
we'd go in, take revenge for the river community, and raise the knights. Then we could live in peace again. I was full of hope. I was foolish. And that's this week's show. Please check for show notes and links for both shows this week at sonicsociety.org. David and I will both be here to see you again next week at this time to finish the first episode of The Mask of Inanna, which of course will continue its run on Wednesday Wonders soon. Until next week, I'm Jack Ward, and for David Alt and myself, please take care of yourselves and have a wonderful day. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. There are a number of everyday precautions that we can all take that may help to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. The first is to make sure to clean your hands often. Now, washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds is the best, but if you don't have that, try to use a hand sanitizer that has at least 60% alcohol. And to the extent possible, avoid touching high-touch surfaces in public places. These are things like elevator buttons, door handles, handrails, or of course handshaking with people. Wash your hands after touching surfaces in public places. Avoid touching your face, your nose, and your eyes. And clean and disinfect your home to remove germs, practicing routine cleaning of frequently touched surfaces like tables, doorknobs, light switch handles will make a difference. Avoid crowds, especially in poorly ventilated spaces. All these small things that we can do may help to slow down the spread of the coronavirus. For more information, go to cdc.gov and be well, everyone.